What's up everybody, Derek here with The Break Podcast. Hope you're having a great fall and you're out there hunting and doing your thing, enjoying the outdoors. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to hunt a whole lot lately, but we'll get into that in just a moment. First, we got to run through our great partners because they make The Break happen. Whether it's a TV show or the podcast or whatever it is, our partners support us, so we've got to support them real quick. Browning Trail Cameras is our title sponsor of The Break. We've been running Browning Trail Cameras since 2013, and they're still going strong today. Our very first cameras from 2013, super high quality, good value, and the best there is. Check out browningtrailcameras.com. They have a lot of good sales going on right now with their closeout cameras and you can also find them at your local retailer give them a try browning trail cameras the break is also brought to you by the Neestep foundation the Neestep foundation is an organization that takes veterans and active duty military members out on adventures and really helps them readjust to civilian life i know it can be a struggle for some of the guys that have been through some of the worst things you can imagine supporting our country. So the Neistat Foundation takes care of them with the support of just individuals and companies that back them and get behind them, make donations. Um, we just got back from, well, they just got back from a Western hunt. We went to Wyoming, um, a couple of veterans there. I know there were at least one mule deer killed at Salt River Range Outfitters, maybe two. I can't even remember now, but they were out at Salt River Range Outfitters in Wyoming. So some mule deer killed, and there was an antelope killed as well. So a great event there. We also went to Hooker Mountain Outfitters with a couple of veterans, and both of them were able to kill. Uh, one of them, the weather turned bad, and he wasn't able to, to kill during the actual event, but Tom Coster at Hooker Mountain Outfitters, uh, invited him to come back when some good weather rolled in and he rolled out there again for the second trip out there and was able to kill so great event Neistat Foundation they do great things if you're looking to make any sort of donations and you support our veterans check out Neistat.org that's K-N-I-E-S-T-E-D-T dot org the break is also brought to you by Banks Outdoors they are the leader, as far as I'm concerned, with your hard-sided blinds. Their blinds will, they blend in, they keep you warm, and keep you out of the elements, some of the worst elements, uh, this deer season. So check out banksoutdoors.com if you're looking for a hard-sided blind or a feeder or a watering system. They make everything for deer management and... They do a great job. Check out the Banks Outdoors commercial. If you're looking for a, a solid, durable blind, check out the 2018 Banks Outdoors commercial. You can go into YouTube and, and search for that. But yeah, the 2018 Banks Outdoors commercial. You'll see how durable these things are. In fact, talking about Hooker Mountain Outfitters, Hooker Mountain Outfitters put a couple of them out there. And when they were installing one of them, they were using a backhoe. They are putting it out. And... They lost it. I don't know if a rope broke, a chain broke, whatever it was. The thing went rolling down the mountain a couple hundred yards, bouncing off rocks, and it was fine. They pulled it up. I think one of the plexiglass windows cracked, 
on the tumble down, but the blind, the structure of the blind itself made it. And again, you look at that 2018 commercial, you'll see what we're talking about there. So check it out. It's banksoutdoors.com. The break is also brought to you by Browning. Browning firearms, Browning hunting apparel, Browning ammunition, Browning safes. Browning makes a lot of a lot of quality items. Um, pretty much the best there is. That's their slogan, the best there is. And I can vouch that of the things I've got from Browning, they are the best there is. The firearms, we all know they're great. But also their hunting apparel. The Hell's Canyon line and the Hell's Canyon Speed I've been wearing for three years now. And have put it through the ringer, through turkey season, walking through briars, through sagebrush and oak brush and and Colorado um, and it's held up you know a lot of times you'll buy some of these hunting apparel and they start busting at the seams I still haven't had a browning item bust at the seams yet that's three years old so I can highly recommend the browning hunting apparel check them out browning.com the break is also brought to you by HHA sports the leader of single pin adjustable bow sights Check them out, hhasports.com. Also brought to you by Indian Creek Shooting Systems. Indian Creek is a local company where I'm at here in southeast Missouri, and they make choke tubes for your shotgun. You can look up their awards. They've won multiple world championships at the NWTF and other shotgun shooting events. So proud to represent them proud to use them glad we're using them and have them as a partner because i know i've killed some turkeys that i wouldn't have killed without the indian creek so check them out indiancreekss.com iscope optics is another great partner what a great what a great tool for scouting is the eye spotter from iscope optics if you're using your spotting scope or binoculars whatever it is you can mount their device, you can, you can put it on your spotting scope or your binoculars, and then you mount your smartphone to, smartphone to that. So instead of, especially on a spotting scope, instead of trying to put your eye on that thing and, and look through it, which you're squinting, you're closing one eye and everything else, you put this eye spotter on it, mount your smartphone to it, and now you can use your smartphone as a monitor. And it's so much easier if you have three or four of you there. Everyone can look at it at once, and you can also record the footage there. So what a great tool. Also the iScope, which will mount to your scope on your crossbow or your rifle or your shotgun for that matter. And you can record the footage. And, you know, you see the crosshairs of your scope. You put it on the animal. You pull the trigger. And... It's 100% accurate. You can also record the footage. It's great for kids. So check them out, iscope.com. The break is also brought to you by Alps Outdoors. So Alps makes backpacks, hunting packs, uh, camping supplies, camping furniture, uh, duck blinds, layout blinds, hunting blinds, like the soft-sided portable blinds. Uh, great partner. I've got packs that, again, I've worked with Alps for about four years now, and my very first pack that I got from them is still going strong. So check them out, alpsoutdoors with a Z.com. 
The break is also brought to you by Bison Coolers. Uh, Bison is insulated, hard-sided coolers. They also make soft-sided coolers, uh, tumblers, a lot of other accessories. But what separates Bison from a lot of the competitors is their custom-making custom ability. So if you have something that you want, an event coming up and whatever it is, you want to put a logo on it, you want to put the name of the event, um, Bison can do that for you on the tumblers. you got a wedding party. I know if I was in a wedding party, I've gotten some beer mugs before with your name on it. How about using a Bison Coolers tumbler to do that and put some, you know, your wedding party's name on it or whatever it is. You want to do an event and you want some sort of memorabilia to go with it. Everybody uses tumblers. Check them out. BisonCoolers.com. The break is also brought to you by Vortex. Vortex is our optics partner. Great scopes, great binoculars, range finders, spotting scopes, everything you need for hunting optics or just bird watching or whatever you're going to do. Check them out, vortexoptics.com. The break is also brought to you by Hunter Specialties, Browning Ammunition, Matthews. Locally, the break is brought to you by MK Supply in Benton, Missouri, Ultimate Flooring and Paint in Cape Girardeau, Sykeston. I think they have another. Let me see here. I think they have another location. Dexter as well. That's what I thought. Dexter, Missouri. So check out Ultimate Flooring if you're in the need for flooring or paint, whatever it is. Also, Chris Willis RV in Dexter, Missouri is our RV partner. I believe that does it. Our friends that we work with commonly, Huntress View. So check out HuntressView.com, especially if you're a female hunter. And then Hooker Mountain Outfitters in Hayden, Colorado. We use Hooker Mountain for all our western trips. Well, not all of them, but when we go to Colorado, we use Hooker Mountain Outfitters. Great bunch of guys and a whole lot of fun out there hunting. Um, that'll do it. All right, let's get into the podcast. So I told you earlier that I haven't been hunting much. Work has been crazy. Um, we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about deer hunting season. Um, we've had some successes so far, the team, the break team, and what we'll be up to coming up in the next week or so. So anyways, check it out. Here we go. This is the break podcast. Listen up. This is Derek Dernberger, and you're listening to The Break Podcast. All right. I mentioned earlier, it's been a struggle for me to get into the woods this year. I've had no breaks whatsoever from work. Work has been crazy. I work on the railroad, and... You know, being furloughed for, I've talked about it a hundred times on here, but being furloughed for a couple of years prior to this year, I got spoiled with the amount of hunting I could do and working on the break, growing it. It's just been a nightmare this year. Here's the biggest problem. We're busy as can be, which is great. The economy's going great. Um, you know, the economy, if you pay attention to the economy, Railroad always precedes the upturns, the downturns, 
whatever it is. So the economy may be bad, but when the railroad starts picking up, the railroad gets busy before the economy, the results or whatever it is, come in where it shows growth. And we've been running strong, running too strong for my, for my liking, but uh, we've been running strong since the spring, actually before that, since February or so. And, uh, yeah, we just can't keep up and I can't get any time off. And the problem is I have no vacation. You don't, you, every year working on the railroad, you have to earn your vacation for the next year. You have to work so many days. Well, last year when I got called back towards the end of the year, I didn't earn vacation this year. So my hunting time and my time off is very limited. I've already gotten in trouble with work, um, in August because I had some trade shows to go to and we kicked off archery elk season in Colorado at the end of August. So I was gone way too much, more than I'm allowed to be gone and I got in trouble. So now I've got really got to watch what I'm doing. I can't exceed availability is what it's called. I have to be available with the railroad. Here it is. I've got to be available. I'm on call 24 seven every day of the month, but I'm allowed five weekdays and two weekend days on average per month that I can take off. So that's seven days a month. Most normal jobs, you get two days off a week. So four weeks, you know, that's eight days. So we get less time off, but we're able to take them whenever we want. As long as we don't exceed the amount of time we're able to take off, which is called availability. So in August, I took off way too much time. So I got a slap on the wrist, a nasty gram letter from my employer that says, don't do it again. So as long as I don't do it again over the next year, I'll be all right. So that means I got to watch what I'm doing. So I haven't been able to hunt that much. I've been, you know, just kind of playing September. Well, I had to be super good in September because I just got in trouble in August. But then in October, man, it just hasn't been right weather when I'm able to take off. And yeah, just nothing's worked out. So I've only hunted up until now. I've only hunted six times. I've had six sets in a tree stand. And normally on a normal year, well, over the last two years when I was on furlough, good Lord, I'd hunt. I'd probably had 30 sets by now, but it's just been a struggle and I'm feeling the pressure of getting something killed. But, and that, that's, what's bad. Cause that's, that's how guys settle on killing a two year old buck or whatever it is. And, you know, you want to be successful hunting. You want to get some meat in the freezer and, you know, obviously I have a TV show, so I want to produce, I'm the host for crying out loud. I need to produce some footage but just hasn't happened that year or this year so far, but it's about to change. I've got seven days lined up off starting uh, probably Thursday. I've got to make one round trip um, with the railroad today, actually. So if you hear my phone go off in the middle of this podcast, that's why I'm getting called to work, but I'm going to make one more round trip. And then whenever I get back seven days straight of deer hunting, pretty much deer hunting unless I can kill then I'm gonna do some duck hunting as well but I'll be bow hunting Kentucky 
the last couple days of this week over there with Bill Wild Harbor and Billy Kellett. A um, couple of guys, team members of the break. Okay, that's not the railroad. That's just Nicole texting me. A um, couple guys of the break over there, they run an outfitting business. So they're letting me come over there and do some hunting this year. I've hunted over there a few times, had a good encounter um, with a really nice young buck. I mean, he's probably mid-130s. He might only be a two-year-old. I know he's no older than three for sure. So they've got some great bucks over there. Um, so hopefully I can make it happen in the next couple days when I go over there. I'll sit all day. When you're limited on time, you got to spend every minute you can in the tree. And that's what I'll do in the next couple days. And then Saturday, Missouri firearm season kicks in. And maybe Kentucky's too. I think they may start at the same time. So who knows, maybe I'll go to Kentucky if I don't kill with a bow in the next couple days, but I need to also hunt Missouri. I just picked up a new lease, so just literally picked it up about five days ago. Um, There's nothing worth hunting on the home farm this year. There's actually, well, there's actually a couple of nice three-year-old 10 points that, you know, they need to live one more year. I hope they can live one more year normally. I would get in there and, you know, we'll hunt three-year-old bucks on the home farm because it borders the interstate and it borders the highway. But these two guys could be, at least the one of them could be a potential booner if he could live, at least in the 160s. If he could live another year, I'd say he'll push 160 next year. If he could live two more years, potentially a booner. He's heavy. He's got real long brows. His beams are... Not super, super long right now, but uh, I don't know. He's probably 17 inches wide. His tines are fairly short right now, but hopefully he'll add some length. He's got good mass already, so got good brows as well. So hopefully he'll just add some some length next year. But he's got to make it through the season, which can be tough. Not only are you bored in the interstate, you got you roll that dice there, but, you know, just a lot of people that would – mount that deer and you know it's a super good buck for him so i don't blame him for shooting them but you know i've killed bigger deer than that one so i'd like to let it let it grow up at least one more year and the other buck the other 10 pointer he's uh he's a good one too he's got longer tines um longer beams longer tines doesn't have a longer brow tines but he's just not as heavy so maybe he'll put on some mass next year and we'll have two good two good 10 points there to hunt um and then let's see here so bow hunting later this week gun hunting either in missouri or kentucky starting saturday and then next week the next weekend is illinois shotgun season so i've got a tag for that as well so i'm going to be doing more gun hunting than bow hunting in the next couple weeks but that's all right um I like gun hunting just as much as I like bow hunting. I love bow hunting because you can hunt year round and you just have more opportunity to get out in the woods. But there's something about bringing a gun into the woods with you. It just brings back great memories as a kid. And I still love to gun hunt. Um, And I don't feel any different with killing a buck with a bow or a gun. I know a lot of people, and I used to be this way too. I wish I would have killed it with a bow or man, it would have been better if I'd have killed it with a bow. But it doesn't really affect me that way anymore it's all about success and 
it's all about being out there, but let's face it, everybody wants to be successful hunting. You know, they want to fill their tags and I'm certainly like that as well. So, um, yeah, looking forward to gun season. Um, and then later in December with regard to deer hunting, we very well could possibly be going to Indiana for late muzzleloader season. We'll have to see how that plays out. Um, if I can manage it, then I'm definitely going to do it. We've got a college buddy, college buddy of mine that has some great land in Indiana. In fact, we talked about it on a previous podcast about going turkey hunting there with the professor and Stuart Ruling from Indian Creek and Craig Heiser from the break. The four of us went up there. So probably go back to the same place to do some muzzleloader deer hunting, late season muzzleloader hunting in December. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, that'll probably be it for me deer hunting. That's probably everything that I'll do other than late season bow hunting um, here in Kentucky, if needed, or Missouri. Um, yeah, that'll probably be it. Jeremy Mills invited me up to Ohio to do some deer hunting, but I just don't see how that's going to work, honestly, with my schedule coming up, especially with no vacation this year and so much time that uh, <laughs> that I've already I'm already going to be out there. Um, yeah, I can't afford to lose my job just yet. Maybe one day, but not today. Um, so as far as what's happened this season so far with regard to big game hunting, so a big group of us went out to Hooker Mountain Outfitters for opening week of archery season, which I just mentioned on here. Um, and it was it was fun. It was really, really good. The year before weather just got us it was 90 degrees and i had an opportunity at a cow uh, one single day of the seven days we hunted and i only saw elk well i shouldn't say that we saw elk every day but the majority of them were miles away higher elevations and unhuntable Uh, this year however weather was good and elk were everywhere we were passing you know cows and small bulls in the beginning, well, I wasn't. I was going to kill whatever the opportunity was because I've never killed an elk. I shouldn't say that. I did pass some cows early on, but we, uh, a lot of the guys were passing small bulls and elks, at least the guys that have killed before. So it was a good trip. I ended up killing a young bull, a two-year-old bull, which was he was a four-by-three which is a legal bull. So a legal bull in Colorado is four points on one side, or if they have less than four points on one side, I think they have to have five or six inch eye guards, whatever it is. But my bull had four on one side. So I ended up killing him. Um, my first elk ever. And I was there to kill a cow or a legal bull, whatever it was. I wanted to bring some elk meat home and I connected on that young bull. So excited about that. Um, Alex, Schroeder killed a cow, um, it's his second cow in two years, uh, so out there at Hooker Mountain Outfitter, so that was a good trip for him. He passed cows all week long, and I think even some younger bulls waiting for a better bull, but it never presented the opportunity, so he ended up taking a cow like the last or second to last day. 
So that was good. Um, and then, unfortunately, some other guys missed cows or bulls or whatever it was. They missed their opportunity, which happens. It's tough out there. You know, you're – well, it's just tough. It's hunting. It's not – it's not just a uh, killing as they say, and it's not like shooting, uh, shooting at targets. Um, yeah, it's tough. Pressure's on the animals moving. You got obstacles in your way. So if you've never done it, give it a try. It's, it's not the easiest thing in the world. So anyways, also let's see, Craig Heiser was out there hunting mule deer. He killed a nice mule deer, uh, in velvet, had a drop time, nice, nice rack on that thing it looked like it was a small deer i mean it was as far as i maybe as a young one whatever it was but his antlers were bigger than you know a lot of the a lot of the bigger older bucks that we saw out there so that was craig's first mule deer he was after anything that he was going to put on the wall and he connected on it nice nice mule deer with the drop time in velvet um for deer season the team has had some great success so far. Um, I ha- again, I haven't been able to hunt that much. I haven't seen anything, drew my bow back yet, or all, or anything. But some of the guys have killed. Zach Hanus killed a nice eight pointer. I think it was an eight pointer, but it broke off a maybe the end of its beam beyond the the G three. So. It would have been probably in the 130s had it not broke off that beam, but Zach was stoked about it, so we're stoked about it. He got video of that one, um, which Zach has been probably the most consistent team hunter with getting video and killing deer, not only for himself, but for people he takes hunting. He's just been really consistent and did it again this year, and I fully expect he'll kill something good during gun season here this weekend, so... Pressure's on you again, Zach. Jeremy Mills, he's from Ohio. Um, he killed a 150s class eight point, one that he's watched and hunted for three years now. Really good buck. Um, super wide, I think it was 23 inches wide, but uh, he's been after him for about three years. Probably a seven year old buck is what we figured, but uh, good buck. He got it on. He got it all on camera. Um, great deer. Great deer in Ohio. Jason Miles killed a 10-point in Indiana. That is, I think he said, in the mid-140s. Um, good buck. Now, if you know, if you watched the break before, you know Jason Miles. We started calling everything that he does Miles' Law. So that's that's the whole deal there. So everything that can go wrong with regard to videoing his hunts, well, it will. I think he's killed, he's killed a buck, I think, every single year that we've had the break so five years i think he's got one of them killed on camera and this year at least he had his camera running this year as a, as opposed to previous years but the buck walked out of frame everything was beautiful from what i understand is what carl drake and Jer- or uh, jason have told me except the buck turned went on a different route than what jason had the camera set up for and it walked out of screen out of the frame just slightly um, so you don't actually see the kill shot. You hear it. Uh, I think you see its feet in the in the frame of the video. I don't know. We'll see what it looks like when I get it. But he didn't get it 100% on camera. Um, but he did kill a great buck. Uh, Dan Gross killed an absolute giant, a booner, 
um, with his bow in Ohio. Uh, I think he said it scored 174 as a 10-pointer. It's got daggers of brow tines, 10-inch brow tines, just giant buck. Unfortunately, he didn't get it on camera. Um, I think he said the story is... He went in after this buck this evening, you know, this one evening. It was just uh, a week ago, maybe. He got Browning Trail Camera pictures of the buck. He checked his cameras. He knew it was in there. He went in after it on the right wind and had an encounter with it. It was out there at about 150 yards. He grunted at it, called at it, and he thought it walked into the brush. So it was getting close to the end of camera light the end of daylight, end of hunting light. So he decided to get down now because he didn't think it was going to come in in time before dark. So he decided to get down, grab his stuff, and he was going to get out of there so he didn't spook it getting down in the dark. Well, he put his camera away. As soon as he packed his camera away, he looked up and the buck is coming. He didn't have enough time to get his camera back out. And, you know, the reality is who's going to pass a booner? when you know just for the camera i mean i yeah i know some guys or some tv shows would but rally is we're amateurs at this and the videoing thing is i guess a bonus for most guys so yeah he didn't pass it he killed it and then ended up getting some post hunt footage of it so didn't get the kill shot on camera yeah that's the way it goes for us alex schroeder Killed a good eight point just a few days ago in Illinois. Um, I have no idea if he got footage of it. He hasn't told me, so I'm going to guess he didn't. Or he would have been calling me right away saying, well, I got great footage. So who knows? We'll find out on that one later. But he did kill a good eight point. Um, Matt Fryer killed a good buck. Actually, yesterday evening, he texted me a picture of it today. This is a Kansas buck. Matt's in Kansas. So... Pretty good buck, from what I could tell on the picture. Wide and got some split brows. I don't know what it scored. I'm going to guess 130s, kind of short-tined maybe. Uh, might be 140, I don't know. I just saw one picture of it. But uh, Matt will let us know there. And I'm sure he got footage. He's a self-videoer, and he does a great job getting getting footage. So I'm sure we'll see that one. Um, we've had youth season here in Missouri and some of the kids have killed, uh, Evan Hogan killed his first buck, uh, during opening day, I think it is of youth season. And then Sam, my boy killed a doe on the second day of youth season. He just decided that he just wanted to take a doe. In fact, well, he talked about taking one of the 10 pointers. I was going to let him shoot one of those three-year-old 10 pointers, but he ended up taking a doe when it presented itself because he knew that he wasn't going to have much time to hunt. And with my schedule on the railroad, I wasn't going to have much time to take him. So he ended up taking a, a good doe, good shot. It only ran, I don't know, 50 yards maybe downhill. So it probably tumbled half the way, but uh, made a perfect heart shot. And I actually posted the video of that hunt. So I'm going to do a lot of like short hunts. I mean, we get a lot of footage. We, the break, we've got 30 staff members spread across nine states. So I get a lot of footage and you know, the reality is some of the footage just doesn't make the cut for TV. Um, a lot of does, um, or the footage isn't 
the best, so it's just not going to make the cut. Um, so I'm going to make short little videos of stuff that may not make the cut for TV. Um, we'll still put it in the in episodes if it uh, if we need it later on, but. So I put Sam's Hunt up, so you can check that out um, on the Facebook page or the Instagram page for that matter. It's only a minute long, um, but it's at Hunt the Break on Facebook or Instagram. You can watch that. Um, so yeah, so far it's been a good season. I mean, you know, the, mo the majority of us are self-videoers out there, so always getting the footage, always getting the kill shot, it doesn't always happen. So we've got... Oh, Zach, Jeremy, let's see, Zach, Jeremy, Jason, Dan, Alex, Matt. So we've got six kills, and I'm going to probably assume that only half of them are on video, and that's pretty much typical for the year. We get about 50% on video of all of our kills. It's just the way it goes when you self-video. Self-videoing is tough, and, you know, 50% success rate with getting the kill shot, the video, the kill video, you know, that's pretty typical. So, but a lot of season left, doesn't feel like it, I'm feeling the pressure, it feels like it's already over for me, but the reality is, we're just now getting started, the bucks are just now starting to chase, I was going to hunt this morning, uh, but I got a notification, or I actually checked the the lineup on an app that I have on my phone. I can kind of see when the train schedules are. And I planned on hunting Kentucky this morning, but when I got up at 3.15 this morning to get ready, I looked at the lineup because I, I am on call, and it showed me going to work at 9 o'clock this morning. So I couldn't hunt. And now here it is, 11 in the morning, and I still haven't got called to work. That's the problem with the railroad. You sit here and... You get your the train schedule. It never, never, maybe 10% of the time will it actually play out like it says. Whether you get called early or you get called late. I may have, a, like this morning, a train schedule for 9 a.m. And I'm still not called and probably won't get called till dang near midnight tonight. And then it, it, it goes the other way around. There may be a a train schedule that says I'm going to get called at midnight tonight and next thing you know here it is noon and all of a sudden I got a call to go to work so it's so unpredictable and that's why it's so tough to hunt unless I'm just hunting behind the house where I can take my call from the tree stand go grab my get down go grab my stuff for work and and head to the head to the depot but there's no way I could go hunt Kentucky this morning and have the possibility of, of getting called to work. Just can't happen. So here I am, stuck at home, can't hunt. So I decided to come in here and do a podcast. It's starting to pour down rain tonight, or I would have hunted this evening, but I'm not going to get out there and with camera equipment and get soaked. So here I am in the studio doing a podcast, which I needed to do one of these anyways because it's been over a month since I've done one. All right. Getting off topic here on my little rant on the railroad. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to do a lot of deer hunting. A lot of the guys are going to do some deer hunting. Um, again, my week, I'm going to start hunting super hard later this week. I already talked about that in Kentucky, Missouri, Illinois. Um, but I'm also going to do some duck hunting here soon, too. So, if everything plays out perfectly, I can go to Kentucky 
with Bill and Billy, and I can kill something with my bow probably Thursday, if it all plays out perfectly, Thursday or Friday. Then I come right to Missouri, and I can get something killed this weekend. Um, Again, I don't know what's on this property. I just picked it up. I don't even have any cameras out there just yet and I probably won't get them up for that matter I'm hoping I'm hoping I can get out there and get a tree stand up or I'm just going to be sitting on the ground overlooking you know this bottom um, which I don't want to do that I'd rather get up in a tree so I can really see but I might that that may be what I'm doing Um, so anyways this weekend if everything goes well I can get killed in Missouri and then during after opening weekend in Missouri, gun season, then I can start duck hunting. Um, probably that whole week with SEMO Outfitters. James Fault is uh, guiding for SEMO Outfitters. Shane Garner's there, the owner of SEMO Outfitters. And I'm going to join them. We're going to film an episode or two of duck hunting for next season. So I'm excited about that. I love duck hunting. Used to do a whole lot of it back in high school and early college. Um, but then, you know, I got so, so, uh, addicted and so focused on deer hunting, bow hunting that, you know, you you just can't do it all. So I kind of got away from duck hunting for a while, but I'm excited to get back into it and looking forward to, uh, to hunting with those guys there. So yeah, we'll film a couple episodes of duck hunting. Um, Shane, Garner, SEMO Outfitters, he has his place in southeast Missouri, but he also has some ground, some timber hunting in Arkansas. So we're going to do a video of just field hunting or in southeast Missouri out of his blinds, and then we're also going to try to get into the timber in Arkansas uh, later this year as well and film an episode there. And then possibly, you know, we'll do some, some goose hunting as well. So looking forward to that. That'll be coming up soon. Um yeah. And then probably going to be the highlight of my whole season, my whole hunting season is getting out to Hooker Mountain Outfitters to do a mountain lion hunt. Um Tom Coster has got me set up for that. I'm I think I'm number 2 on the list. So he has a list of about 5 or 6 people that he brings out every year to hopefully uh mountain lion, kill a mountain lion. Um so how that works is Tom will drive his property with snowmobiles or whatever it is every day and look for fresh tracks. So he's got private ground. So when he cuts a track, that's what he calls it, cuts a track, sees a fresh track, he will call whoever's on that list of hunters he's bringing out. So if if it's my turn, he will call me and say, I got a cat, get your airplane ticket, get an airline ticket, and get out here in 24 hours. So if I get the call... I call, I book an airline, book an air, uh, book a plane, book a, book a flight and fly into Denver. I get a, um, rent a car, drive to Hooker Mountain Outfitters, which is about three hours. And we start hunting it that next day, um, and hopefully get it done. So as long as I'm not out of town on the railroad, I will, uh, be able to, to do that. So I'm super excited about that. That's one of my bucket list hunts is a mountain lion. So hopefully I can get that done. That'll be December, January. Um, and then January, we get into trade show season with 
I'll be helping Browning Trail Cameras out at the ATA show and SHOT show in Las Vegas. Those are all in January. So a lot of things happening. Um, yeah, just too busy, man. Too busy to hunt right now. It's uh, The real job is totally getting in the way of the fun job. So, yeah, I just got to manage, try to make every second count, every minute count, and hopefully get something done uh, this this fall. It's not looking pretty right now. Again, you feel the pressure, and I'm a, kind of a glasses half-empty kind of guy when it comes to hunting. You feel the pressure, and you you just don't see enough time to, to get it all done. But everything can change in an instant. That's how the rut is. You never know what might happen. It's just got to be out there. Um, and when you're out there, be focused and be out there as long as you can sit all day if you can. And that's what I'll do and hopefully get something done. All right. It's just me talking here. I just want to give you all an update, let you know, I hadn't forgot about you and I'm still going to do these podcasts. It's just that the work and hunting season is getting in the way right now. Um, hopefully we'll have a guest here on our next podcast. Um, you know, I mentioned the ATA show coming up. We're going to be doing some podcasts there, um, and I need to get somebody on here to kind of tell you about what we're doing there. I don't want to announce it just yet, but yes, we are going to be doing podcasts there, so stay tuned for an announcement there. I'll probably have a guest on here in early December, maybe, and we'll talk about what we're going to be doing at the ATA show, which I'm, I'm excited about this year. I'm always excited to go to the ATA show. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. But this year, I'm I'm really excited about it because we're going to be incorporating the podcast into into what we're doing out there. So, anyways, I guess that's it for now, man. I uh I need to get some other work done and I need to go shoot my guns. I adjusted my scopes on my guns, um, all my Browning. So I they should be. I just twisted them i got a leveling kit and i leveled all my scopes they were off just a tiny little bit i was noticing it when i would shoot out beyond a couple 300 yards with the, my x-bolt 308 that it just wasn't it wasn't on and i know that's why because my scope wasn't leveled so i got a leveling kit i leveled them out they should be pretty close but i may need to make a quarter minute of adjustment or something like that we'll see but anyways i'm gonna get out of here i appreciate y'all listening and keep following the break on facebook instagram and twitter i don't do enough on twitter but i need to it's at hunt the break but follow us there and be sure to watch the tv show on the pursuit channel we air currently air every thursday at 12 eastern 11 a.m central time every Thursday, and then Saturday mornings is a re-air at 6 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Central. So tune in on the, on the Pursuit channel again. Watch the break. Set your DVR. I know sometimes you're usually working during when we air during the week, and you're usually sleeping when we air on, on Saturday mornings, but set your DVR and... Uh, you know, give us a watch. We'd appreciate it. And then you can watch us locally here in Southeast Missouri, Southern Illinois, Western Kentucky on KBSI Fox 23 every Saturday morning at 830 a.m. So tune in there, set your DVR. We appreciate y'all watching. 
appreciate you supporting all of our sponsors and you know just a word about sponsors for that matter any tv show that you like any hunting show that you like support their sponsors because sponsors and their partners are what makes this thing happen there's no way we could be on tv or doing or even having a website or doing what we're doing without support from companies so if you like the break uh, please support our partners browning trail cameras the Neistat Foundation, Banks Outdoors, Browning, iScope Optics, Indian Creek Shooting Systems, HHA Sports, Alps Outdoors, Bison Coolers, Browning Ammunition, Vortex Optics, Hunter Specialties, Matthews, Extreme Blower Products. I didn't mention that earlier, but they're one of our newer partners, and we'll be doing more with them later on. We'll be talking about them more, but... They're one of our national sponsors. And then locally, Chris Willis, Chris Willis, RV in Dexter, Missouri, Ultimate Flooring and Paint in Cape Girardeau, Sykeston, and Dexter, and MK Supply in Benton, Missouri. Support all of our partners, please, if you enjoy the break. And, uh, you know, let them know we sent you. I'd really appreciate it. All right, well, that's it for now, y'all. We'll talk to you next time here on The Break Podcast. Thank you. This is Derek Dernberger, and you're listening to The Break Podcast. 